Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome to Wildcast Studios for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats, presented by Alpha's Appliance Solutions right now till January 17th, New Year Kitchen Suite Savings Event. I wonder you couldn't do the Boxing Day anymore, so I wasn't sure what you were going to do. Save $150 when you purchase two qualifying Maytag or Whirlpool Major Kitchen Appliances. Save $300 when you purchase three or more qualifying Maytag Appliances. I am your host, Adam Lund, and I am joined by, uh, well, a new writer for Rocket Sports, QMJHL, via the Hockey News. We both made it back from Ontario. Your favorite co-hoster, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Buddy, it's been, uh, well, a couple weeks. How you doing? It's doing well. Yeah, it's been, uh, what, December... December 18th. 18th? Yep. Was it the 18th? Yeah. Holy. I guess, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so it's been... Um, three weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's been a time. It's been a long three weeks. Yeah, it's good to be Lots back. changed. First Lots episode changed. of 2024. Yeah. A lot has changed, yeah. There's, uh, well... You had a much easier flight than I did. Not the way up. Yeah, no, not, not the way up. Oh yeah, you were you were delayed on the way up. Yeah, I was. Uh, I got to the Moncton Airport at for some reason five fifteen for a seven thirty flight. I don't know why, <laughs> and uh, we didn't take off till about eleven o'clock. Wow. So uh, yeah, it was. Um, the weather was fine. A little windy. Yeah. But uh, I thought you got stuck in Ontario. No, no, there was. I don't know what the what the reason was. It was like I said, clear skies, but it was really windy. But mm-hmm. uh, I think the entire Newfoundland uh, contingency of the Rothsay Netherwood hockey team was <laughs> yeah. also at the airport yeah. flying out yeah. to uh, Newfoundland on mm-hmm. on Pal Airlines, and hey, Pal Airlines was on time. But mm. Air Canada are always uh, always trusted yeah. national airline. Yeah. Is yeah. uh, some reason delayed. Something. Going to Alberta was fine. Had zero issues. Up at five. Connected. Made it to Alberta. 11 o'clock. In the rental. Driving all over that godforsaken big-ass province. And uh, coming home was a different story. Uh, getting ready to drive the three hours back to Edmonton Airport. And about three hours before we're getting ready to leave. Cling. Oh, good. Our flight's delayed. From <laughs> one o'clock to two o'clock in the morning. Well, there goes our connection, yep. and yeah, then we got delayed in Montreal for four hours, delayed in uh, delayed in Toronto for six hours, and then just we're getting ready to fly. They're like, just kidding, the flight from Montreal is delayed, so we got to wait and clean up the plane and refuel it, and so you're going to wait another hour and a half, so yeah, I got home at 2 a.m. on uh, January 2nd. Brutal. And uh, made sure to let my boss know I was not going to make it in for that day, or I would have been... <laughs> uh, a zombie. So you had a good Christmas though. Once you actually got there and everything was good. Yeah, once we got there, it was uh, it was good. It was uh, pretty relaxing. There was not much going on. Yeah. I, uh, no, I Santa visit you, get everything you wanted. Santa got uh, got to me. Got my had my three Christmases, and uh, which yeah. is three turkeys. There was three turkeys. Oh. Yeah, which was nice. But I mean, there's two turkeys on actual Christmas morning. Our Christmas Day, excuse yeah. me, and then another one on. Do we have turkey on New Year's? No, we had ham on New Year's. So there was two turkeys on Christmas Day, yeah. 
and then we did a ham on uh, New Year's. And you guys were back here for New Year's? Yeah, we were back. Well, we were back in Boxing Day, so it was just a quick little oh, really? five-day trip. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were yeah. gone for a little longer than that. No. So, yeah, I um, got, uh, got sick on Boxing Day, and like everybody else, I got yeah. sick over the holidays because there's so much garbage around right yeah. now. And, uh, yeah, so I was sick on Boxing Day, felt fine on New Year's Day, and now it's starting to catch up to me again. <laughs> Yeah, no, I uh, got there. My niece was missed her Christmas concert the Friday before and mm-hmm. was down, and then she kind of got better, and then her mom got the sickness, so then I got the sickness being in there. So I had the just a head cold for the week. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, we had a nice little trip. Got to go to Olds, see my daughter's store that she's running, see where Olds. she lives, see, mm-hmm. yeah, see the life she's living. I was hoping to go to a Red Deer Medicine Hat game, um, but did not did not happen, sadly. Um, but yeah, it was hay riding around town, checking lights out. It was just, it was nice to be home this time mm. when it wasn't minus 40, which they're going to get on Friday. I've, I saw but that two yeah. years ago when we went home, it was like plus eight here and it was minus 18 with a wind chill of minus 32 or something stupid like that, saying that to for me. the week. And yeah. so this week was, or that week was much, much nicer to just have the same kind of weather. I think I wore my coat like twice. Yeah. Maybe could have contributed to the cold, but I wore my coat like Twice while I was there, so I was uh, wearing shorts in Ontario. Yeah, I was hoodie and shorts. I was loving the weather. Yeah, no, I was. I always said I wanted a white Christmas, and then I had this last Christmas without it. And I'm like, it's not the worst thing in the world. All my friends with skidoos in small town were like, this sucks. It's Christmas <laughs> day, we can't do anything. We just open our presents and stare at our families and stuff. Um, World Juniors, you watch it? I watch it. Yeah, yep. Thoughts? My uh, my prediction of Canada not getting a medal came true. It did. It uh, did, yeah. You I, did you pick the states to win though? Um, I picked. I don't remember. If you did. I know you thought they were good. I knew they. Were I don't good. know how they won without Cole I, I actually had. I thought Slovakia was going to have a nice run, and they did mm-hmm. go on a nice run. But then they ran into that stupid Finnish team in the quarterfinals, and that yeah. was it. I think if they would have got past Finland, they probably would have been playing in the gold medal game. Uh, but um, well, they almost would have. Yeah, Finland. Should have been playing the States because our friend Jonas Teibel and Miles Mueller were mm. absolutely screwed um, yep. by Swedish officiating. Um, yeah. That, like, th- just that win for what that would have done for Switzerland, that probably would have been, I think, their best finish. I think maybe they had a fourth-place finish at one of the tournaments yeah. back in the Nino Niederreiter days when he carried his team on the back. But... Um, I mean that was just it was gutting to watch yeah, was that kind of officiating. That was, brutal. And, yeah. that was such a yeah. I, the refereeing was was questionable. It always is when it's European referees. And it wasn't just the court; like it was the whole thing. The yeah. the geeky uh, being the, too tall. Which look, IHF has head hit hit rules, and yeah. it is what it is. You got to know what the rules are. It's but just not a penalty. It's it's a clean the penalty hit. on Canada that turned out to be absolutely nothing like they're reviewing it we're all thinking it's at least two and it comes out nothing like it was just bad officiating yeah from the get-go um but i mean the states for all that i read online they were going to be a powerhouse team yeah, at yeah. this world junior and, and canada's unfortunate we have four great players at the world junior or in the nhl yeah and that's that's the thing like in the u.s i mean are gonna be just as good next year in ottawa they've got yeah. nine guys coming back you know, so yeah. they're going to be just as good. So they're probably the favorites again in Ottawa. And um, I'm not sure exactly how Canada's lineup is going to look next year. But, I mean, there's a chance that 
there's I think there's some two seventeen year olds on the team next year. You know, yeah. there's gonna be Michael Misa that could make the team next year. There's gonna be Gavin, Gavin McKenna. McKenna that could make the team yeah. next year. Um am I missing someone? Is there another phenom out there that I'm missing that might make the team? Not that I haven't seen any early predictions, uh, but not that no, I can no, those think are of. those are really the only two I didn't, yeah. that I can think of. Yeah. So but I mean, they should have a few players coming back too. Yeah, yeah. There's a. I know there's. I think I can't remember how many are back, but the goalie that didn't see any action. Uh, Saint Hilaire. No, uh, Rats. Um, rats laugh or whatever his name is. Rats. Rats laugh. Yeah. yeah. He didn't. He was. I think he's back next year. He's an 05, so he'll be back. And but I mean, it would have been nice for him to see some action. Yeah. Um, but uh, that didn't happen, and I again, I think Ty Nelson's will be back. Uh, I I, yeah. I can't think of the names off the top of my head, but Canada will have a good team, and they'll also have some young some young talent, and and they have the home ice. They have the home ice, and so. you, you never know what happens from now until then. Maybe yeah. maybe Russia's come, maybe Russia's back. You know, you never. But I guess they've already done the grouping, so that's probably not going to happen. Uh, Kazakhstan is the Kazakhstan, greatest country Kazakhstan. in the world. That's right. Yeah, Kazakhstan will be there, and Borat will be there. And in Canada's division too, I do believe, but. Um, yeah, it, it's... Canada's in a group of death next year. Yeah. Um, did you stop watching after Canada was eliminated? No. No? No, no. I kept I, watching I, it. I, I only did because I went back to work because yeah. they did, but I still... Don't tell my boss. Yeah. But I had my little phone in oh, the corner yes. under my can. Like, yeah. No sound, but I had it on there so that I could... Yeah. But I turned the Finland-Slovakia uh, game on, mm-hmm. or Finland-Czech game on that they scored like four goals in yeah. 30 seconds or something like that. I did I pay on. attention to it? No. Much? No. It was on in the background, yeah. you know, but I was more focused on my work. And it's but, that uh, six a.m. wake up call. Oh, that's, no, that's no problem for yeah. me. I was yeah, awake every you. morning for six o'clock. I, I was for watching you. the six o'clock games. You know, I was. Um, but it was it was obviously disappointing finish for Canada. Um, you know, tough uh, tough break on that uh, on that goal, and yeah. there's not much you can do. That that's something happens probably pretty much every night in the NHL. You know, yeah. uh, a shot off a defenseman skate into your own net. It's and what's Nothing funny is though. I saw it. I was like, oh, man, that sucks. I look up. I'm like, oh, shit, 11 seconds left. That is really, like, yeah. I thought there was, like, three, four minutes left. Like, I was like, all right, and it's a tough goal. You can bounce back. 11 seconds. I'm like, eh, nope, that's uh, that, that'll that kill a tournament. Not so. going to recover. Nope. So. Nope. Well, um, tough break. And uh, we'll come next but year. Miles showed showed out really well. Yeah. Um, Miles had a really good tournament. Jonas had a very good tournament. Jonas had a really good tournament. Sump had a pretty good tournament for yeah. Germany, yeah. Um, who avoided regula- relegation. So um, good on them. Hell's Kitchen. Jason's finally gone. <laughs> Jason's finally gone. Took uh, basically to the Black Jackets, but uh, first time in history, six Black Jackets instead of uh, instead of five. And both, yeah. our, both our people are still there, and uh, Sammy and Jonathan. That was – I was – ready to break my tv because <laughs> i was like well you uh, i understand he made a pasta dish but yeah. it was a really good pasta yeah. dish but and he says and gordon ramsay gives the lead and i'm like oh you gotta be kidding me man yeah. like it's um but no I'm, I'm happy it's a really solid top six and probably the probably one of their better top six finishers that they've had in, yeah. in quite yeah, a while yeah. you know it's it's um there's been times where, you know, the past few seasons, you can kind of know who's going to be final two. Mm-hmm. This season, it's up for grabs. No, I, I, I would not shock me if it was Ryan and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Now, they usually like to have, well, you watch more than me. They usually have a guy and a girl, don't they? 
Or is it just... No, no. I think the past couple seasons have been a guy versus a girl, but I think this could be the year that it's Jonathan versus Ryan. Yeah. No, they're... And even Demir is still in it, right? Yeah, Demir is still in it. Yeah, so Three guys, three girls. Yeah, he, he could easily win it as well. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm excited for this finish. It's going to be a really good, uh, really good final six. Absolutely. All right, don't forget, as always, you can follow us on the social medias, Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast. TikTok Wildcast Podcast, and of course, like and subscribe on the old YouTube that you're watching right now. And uh, don't forget to click the little bell so you don't miss anything. Quick question, sir. The PWHL started January 1st, and mm. while I admit I have not watched any of it, um, you've seen the popularity on social media, you've seen the popularity, whether it was Toronto, uh, Ottawa set a record, then Minnesota set a record, selling out the bottom bowl of the... Um, NHL arena that I cannot think of right now. Um, so you GD see, place? Huh? Ottawa. Ottawa sold it out, but then Minnesota, oh, down yeah, in the states, yeah, wherever yeah. the Wild play, um, sold that out. So it's it's growing. It's what they needed for to grow the women's hockey game. It's it's cool to see. Yeah. Um, they had their rules come out. I mm-hmm. think Kenzie Lalonde retweeted some thing from someone about some of their rules and. Um, I want to talk about those. If we were commissioner for a day or Mr. Cicchini is listening and he likes input um, of those rules, what would you bring to the QMJHL if you were listening or you could talk to Mr. Cicchini? I will bring mine first. Go ahead. I would like to bring the rule um, that surfaced online. If you score shorthanded, the penalty's over. Jailbreaker. You're jailbreaker. I love um, it. I love I, it. Yeah. I, I think it only should apply to the two-minute minors. Yes. Maybe the four, not the five-minute majors mm-hmm. or the ten-minute misconducts, but the two-minute minors. Not even the four-minute unless you score. Like, if you score in the first two minutes, it drops down like it always does, and then, mm-hmm. it, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the two-minute minors, I think that would be such an advantage. Um, like, you get the advantage of the power play as a team. But why do you continue to get the power play when you just let the team with four goals, four guys score on you? I think yeah. I think if, if they get one on you, you lost your chance to get that momentum. I think the momentum swings from a kill would be big already, but the momentum swings from actually scoring. And you look at this, if it was brought into the league now, I was looking at some of the shorthanded goals for, um, and now I'm not ready at the stat, but Schwinnigan was leading with 12 shorthanded goals for um, the league, Vic- hmm. Victor's got eight, Quebec six, Ruski six. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Moncton's yeah, yeah. only got, uh, five. I, it'll be interesting to see how many Schwinnigan continues to get because they just, which we'll talk about in a little place. Louis Phil Denis had eight of them. Mm-hmm. So that's a big get out of jail free card for Schwinnigan. Um, now potentially a big get out of jail free card for Halifax who only has three shorthanded goals on the year. So, I think that's kind of a cool rule that if you're on the PK and, and you get that goal, your guy comes out on that two-minute minor. Yeah. No, I, I like the jailbreak. Uh, I like it. I When I saw that, I was like, that's actually pretty clever. Yeah. I like um, – but I'm a big fan of the point system. Yeah. I like the, uh, three wi- the three points for regulation win, you know, two points for an overtime or a shootout win, one point for an overtime or shootout loss, and, you know, obviously zero for, for a regulation loss. Yeah. and. If you actually had that in the queue right now, Moncton would have a five or six point lead on Halifax. Yeah, for yeah the you showed me lead. the math before we yeah. got started. Uh, I was like, you know, that's five or six points. I mean, that's that's two games. Yeah, that's a two two games up and with four games in hand. Yeah, you know, like that's um, which again is weird why we have so many games in yeah. hand. And I don't think 
any other division would have any different first place team, team yeah. based on those those rankings. Like it's only the Maritimes division that would be that would see uh, that would see a difference. So I mean, yeah, like a, that that point system. It's obviously the Q's not going to do it. It would have to be a CHL thing. Yeah, uh, but I think it's something they should seriously look at. And we all know how well they are at putting the leagues together with a streamline, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and the reason that Moncton would lead with that three-point system is because they have been hanging around this past week and mm-hmm. getting some some points um, without getting wins that we'll talk about. I know you had a quick question you wanted to bring up. I did have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we asked this kind of in the earlier of, in the season. Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, but now that Pat the... and David. Yeah, that's a <laughs> different story. My bad. But now that the NFL picture, playoff picture, has been decided. Yes. Uh, who's your uh, Super, Bowl, Super Bowl uh, pick? My pick? Um, well, I do think Tampa can get past um, Philadelphia on Monday night. Yeah, I was going to say this might you might be wrong by the time, but we'll have another prediction show by the time we get out. I do think Tampa will get past um, Philadelphia. I don't think they'll get much past that. Um, there's been a trend that they've noticed that the Super Bowl colors in the logo are the colors of the two teams that make the Super Bowl. Um, so in in uh, 20, 2021, when the uh, Super Bowl colors. Really? Yeah, in 2021, so like when the, the Rams logo, won. The logo colors are the colors of the teams? Yeah. That- yeah, play. so when the producer Kyle gave us the phone here. So in 2021, the Bengals and the Rams were yellow and and, and uh, orange. Okay. Kansas City and Philadelphia were green and red. And I'm, I'm as much as I'd love to say the purple and the red will be Baltimore and Tampa, I'm also a realist on that. Um, I think it'll be Baltimore and San Francisco Interesting. Um, in this Super Bowl. But, I mean – what are three things that wins in the playoffs? A running game and a defense. And both San Francisco, both Baltimore have it. But I think Baltimore, um, I think the Harbaugh's sweep the championships in the uh, in the month of January. I think, sadly, I think Jim Harbaugh will win the national championship, uh, even though I want Washington to. And I think Jim Harbaugh will win the Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens. Hmm, interesting. Well, Sunday night I watched uh, draft day. <laughs> Um, Uh-oh. so I'm, uh, you know, I think Vontae Mack and Ray Jennings <laughs> yeah. are going to propel the Cleveland Browns <laughs> to the Super Bowl championship. And there's a lot like Joe Flacco is elite. There's a lot of people that are on that bandwagon the way they've been going. Um, someone had the tweet that the script was leaked, the NFL script, and it had Cleveland versus Detroit, which are two teams that have, uh, Never been to a Super Bowl. There's a few other ones there, but um, that's one of those ones where it legit doesn't matter if those two teams make the Super Bowl. I know you're you're going for the Browns, but I, I wouldn't be upset with either one of those teams winning their first Super Bowl. Well, I, I like when the first timers win. Yeah. Uh, that's right, Vontae Mack, Super Bowl MVP. So we both we both uh, go with. Oh, no, he AFC was a linebacker, North. right? Ray Jennings. Ray Jennings, is Super Bowl right. MVP. Yeah. Do you know who Ray Jennings was in that movie? Reggie Bush? No. No, it was uh, Adrian Foster, running back for the Texans. Really? Yep. 
And uh, who was Bo Callahan? Bo Callahan was uh, was it Superman? No, the Browns quarterback from the movie was Clark Kent from Smallville. I, I don't think Bo Callahan was anybody, but Vontae Mack was um, oh the the actor that died that played the Black Panther. Chad Bozeman. Well, okay. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Interesting. That. They actually filmed that uh, draft day, like, during the week of the NFL draft that year. Was that right? Like, all the draft well, stuff was there. That. It was yeah. filmed there. Huh. And, um, yeah, it was filmed on that uh, on the day. So, you heard it here first. The uh, One of the teams from the NFC North, who also was the only division to finish with all four teams over 500, will host the Lombardi uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, let's get some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. There's a bit. So we'll get to some of the smaller stuff. Uh, first, Scholastic Player of the Month for December, Riley Sampson. Mm, nerd. Uh, we have a new communication director of communications and content creator for the QMJHL, uh, Raphael Doucette. Wow. So looking forward to working with him. Uh, as well, we want to thank... Max for everything he done did done did <laughs> everything no, no, he did. No, 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 no. See, I was in Alberta for too long. Everything he done did. Everything he did for us to help legitimize us as a podcast in having us uh, have Gilles Courteau on as well. Finally, media at the uh, at the Q draft. So I'm um, looking forward to working with uh, Raphael. Ah, uh, what do we got? Players of the month. Uh, we got some players of the month. We got some players of the week. I'm just trying to get to those players of the week. We did have a walk at on that. Um, let's wait for the old website to roll up. Players of the week. Um, Jacob Jacob Matthew Ramuski, three five goals, two assists in three games. Daniel Borash of Ramu, Red Naranda, two goals, five assists, two games. Maxime Corso of Ramuski, five goals, two assists. We're gonna see those guys uh, this weekend. In three games, Matt, Matthias Gauthier of Gatineau, a goal, four assists. Our guy, Etienne Moran, a goal and three assists in two games. And Zach Pelcher of Gatineau, one and one for a .935 save percentage. Your player of the week was Jacob Matthew Vermuski. Five goals, two assists in those three games. People don't really care about that. They just want us to talk about the slowest trade period that I have been a part of in five years. Um, that was a scam. <laughs> yeah, the one week I'm off for 10, the one year I'm off for 10 days and one trade happens while I'm at home and one trade happens while I'm at work and while I'm off nothing, um, for the Wildcats. Anyways, there are obviously some other deals. Um, it, it literally was basically nothing radio silence until Saturday afternoon. Well, it was Saturday at like uh, oh, 10 12.30. Yeah, that's when all the deals started to, to trickle in. And but yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. That was the slowest uh, anticlimactic uh, trade deadline yeah. I can I can never remember. You know, it was not – it wasn't worth the sitting in front of your computer and hitting refresh and, you know – Turning on notifications for all these Quebec media guys, it, uh, it wasn't um, wasn't worth it at all. It, uh, it was a dud. It, it, it felt like it. Um, even from our trade show, I think it was 
I think it was Jamie Toza that mentioned, like, you just, we know about deals coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that sun, that Saturday of the last game of the regular season, in the first half, deals are announced within a half hour, within an hour. We know what deals are happening. And yeah. there was a lot of speculation of 20-year-olds coming back to Halifax. There was a lot of speculation of, um, you know, 20-year-olds being moved all over the place, goaltenders yeah. being moved all over the place, and... I don't. I just think it's a case of maybe GMs are just figuring out that we don't have to pour everything in if we see two other teams or three other teams are going in. Why, what's the point? Well, I think the prices had to do that with too. it too, right? Like yeah. it just. I mean, let's be honest. I, I never thought Joe Henneberry would be worth two first round picks, a second round pick, and a prospect. Yeah. You know, I never would have thought that. Like no. that's. And Tristan Luno only for a fifth? No, obviously. It's, steal. It's steal. Steal. Yeah. Richie's notifications uh, were off on that a steal. Thousand, a thousand <laughs> conditions attached yeah. to that. My guy got traded. Alexi Bork. Oh, yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah. He, uh, he was sent from Blaineville to Victoriaville for... Now, I wanted... He was one of the names I had on there. Didn't need to pay two seconds uh, in 2025, 2026, and a fifth rounder for him. No. Um, which... It's a little odd that prices were what they were, considering this isn't a Memorial Cup year in Quebec. Like that's what struck me as odd on these prices is, like, why are they well, paying so I much? I mean, to the thing is, is that a lot of the big name players are on contending teams this year. Yeah, that too. Right, so they're they're just the uh, there wasn't as many. I guess uh, available players as there is, you know, any other year. There's, I think the draft is going to be a very busy time. Yeah, because you're going to have Bay Como trying to unload some guys. Yeah, you're going to have Halifax unloading some guys. You're going to have Drummondville unloading some guys. Victo unloading some guys. Rouen unloading some guys. You know, there's going to be six, probably six teams, five or six teams. That are going to be wanting to yeah. to restock the cupboards. Edmonton's going to be loading up with some guys. Yeah, and it's uh, so I think the draft will be a very dramatic day. You know, yeah. if uh, or some of these teams will maybe want to hold on to their guys until next Christmas, Christmas to try yeah. to get as many wins as possible. But I think you'll probably see some guys uh, going to the draft the day before and and the day of and. It's going to make for an exciting uh, time for, for us, knowing yep. that we'll be there. And uh, I, I, that's just the prices, and none of the big names were available because yeah. they're all on contenders. Yeah. And you know, well, you had um, and Noah Warren was traded at the draft. Ethan Goche was traded at the draft. Yeah. You know, these deals are already made. Like, these are guys that would have been traded, but the deals were already done. So and I think, too, a lot – um, got hung up on Blaineville with Gendron and uh, yeah. Gatineau with Savoie. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the Tristan Leneau sucks for him, and hopefully, Victo can get something out of him. And he, you know, mm-hmm. um, talking to a friend of the show, Johnny Rocket. Ooh, happy birthday, shout out, by the way. Uh, he just about died when he saw that gif I made of him. <laughs> um, he talked about the amount of conditions like there he's he's speculating but obviously if if he plays this many regular season games if he plays one playoff round if he plays the whole playoffs if yeah. you know he plays some you know 
10 games or something. Like it's just it's going to be crazy the conditions that are going to come out of that one. Um, but yeah, you look at the draft. I mean, Schwinnigan, um, they got two firsts this year. Sherbrooke's got a first, two seconds. Um, St. John's got two firsts. A team we're going to be battling with um, into a lot next year. Ramuski's got a first, two uh, first, second. They got two firsts in 2025. They can play with Moncton's got two firsts, two seconds, two thirds in 2026 that they can play with. So there is going to be probably a lot of movement at the draft, like you said, Bathurst. Gaven Johnny a heart attack, waiting till pretty much eleven fifty nine of the trade period to Ooh. unload their two superstars, or, well not superstars, but their two players, and come away like bandits. They've got two firsts in twenty twenty four, three firsts in twenty twenty five, three firsts in twenty twenty six. Like they are built to, built to um, yeah contend in the next in the next few years. And you know I I I, I defer to you, but I don't think. This draft is as packed as last year's, so maybe that has a little bit something to do with it. Like, I don't know what this draft class is so far. So it's not as – it's not deep. I mean, there's some good players. Right. Uh, but there's there's a fall off, yeah. you know, and um, I think everyone's trying to um, – there's some teams that are trying to covet the uh, – you know, that 14-year-old kid that's ripping up the, uh, the Quebec League right now, Alexi Joseph. I mean, he's – Six foot three and a hundred and probably close to two hundred pounds, and Ooh. he's uh, at fourteen and he's ripping up the Quebec uh, major AAA right now. And so is that going to um, be an exempt? No, he didn't apply for it. Wow. Um. So he's. Uh, so he's a twenty twenty five. Yeah, he'll be twenty twenty five draft, and uh, he, if he did apply for exceptional status, I think he's number one pick this year. You know, and it's. Uh, oh, Bathurst has Gatineau's first in twenty twenty five. Yeah. So. I mean, there's um, there's some teams that I think are going to be coveting him as uh, obviously as their as their pick, and he's going to be heavily scouted, heavily recruited. Uh, he's, I mean, he's already physically ready for the queue, and he's only 14 years old. Remember that time a couple of years ago when Gatineau had like three picks in the first 10 picks? Yeah. Yeah. So in 2025, they had Rens first, Baycomo's first, Bathurst does. No, Gatineau. Oh, wow. Yeah. They have two potential lottery picks with Ren and Baycomo yeah, yeah. with their 2025 first. So, yeah. So, they're, I mean, that's how you flip that and get good pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's. And Victo, Ramuski has Victos, which could be not the best, mm-hmm. but also that's something that they're going to use for one of these teams to get a player knowing they host the Memorial Cup. So, mm-hmm. there's some teams that are going to be bidding on that and have yeah. some lottery chances. Yeah. So, you've got. Um, uh, Tynan Lawrence, who is Josh Lawrence's brother, yeah. who's playing at Shattuck's this year. I think we drafted by St. John. Uh, likely. Uh, there is um, Dylan Rossi, Jake's yeah. brother, who is apparently more leaning towards the queue than his brother did. Uh, there's And a lot of, believe it or not, uh, a lot of Quebec players actually went and played in Ontario this year uh, to, I'm not sure if it's, to better competition, mm-hmm. but they're doing fairly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a, there's a defenseman and a forward that I think are playing for the Quinty Red Devils uh, that are making names for themselves. There's a, so if they play in the Ontario Hockey League, can they be drafted no, into the OHL? No, if they played two years in Ontario, yeah, okay. they could play. Uh, they could be so OHL we're not losing our talent onto the, into the OHL. No, okay. No. Um, you know, it's it's one of those years where it's the the world 
Youth Olympics. Right. Um, so Tynan Lawrence is on Team Canada. And uh, a defenseman, uh, Cameron Chartrand, is another Quebec player. He's, I think, at Bishop's Kearney Prep School. So uh, I think those are the only two Q draft eligible guys that are on the team this year. So those are, again, again some names to, to keep an eye on. But it's going to be really, um, yeah, it's, there's a drop-off probably, I think, after. It's not as deep as last year. Right. But there's probably a drop-off after picks eight, maybe. Okay. So it's not a, not a deep draft. Um, so to see Moncton, you know, not probably not have a pick until what maybe round two or round three you've got to kind of shorten your list and and cross your fingers that uh if they continue to have them they've got drummondville second uh their own third towards the end and shewinigan's third yeah so your your first pick's probably going to be 20 30th 30th yeah probably 30th overall because i don't think anyone did report so there's only going to be 18 picks in the first round so um, so you're probably going to be in that 30 to 33 range with your first pick. So you really got to eyeball a player that you like and uh, make sure it's uh, make sure you're still available. So we'll get to Moncton's two trades um, in the weekly rewind. Um, but around the division, um, if you want to just solely based on trades, it feels like some of the teams got better. Um, Halifax got better. Um, they waited to make the, I guess, the blockbuster of the, of the draft or of the trade period, um, sending Lamarne, uh, Paichi, and Ponzetto, uh, our 2024 second that they acquired early on, and mm-hmm. 2025 third for Louis Felix Denay and uh, Jan Spreiner, who was acquired from Ramuski for Barbashev. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, they got uh, Peter Reynolds, Charlottetown moved out Brett Arsenault, um, Kate Breton, uh, Thomas Sabolka. Mm-hmm. Was acquired after the World Juniors for a 2024 second and 25th second rounder. Uh, Bathurst obviously moving Donovan Arsenault, Ty Higgins moving out. Um, and then St. John, I think, with the chalk of the trade deadline, acquiring Tyler Peddle yeah. from Drummondville for Anthony Biakapatuka and Noah Reinhardt and a 2025th, 2026th fifth overall. I mean, just talk about kind of your surprise or your thoughts on the Maritime Division trade wise, including what we didn't do. Yeah, so... Um, oh, sorry. Lucas Romeo was sent from Charlottetown with a third and 26 to Cape Breton for Cape Will Breton. Shields. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if, if when Anthony Stella called Drummondville's GM uh, about uh, Paddle, I don't know if Drummondville's GM was high as a kite or drunk as a skunk there, but um, he got fleeced. You know, that's... I know Noah Reinhardt has had a pretty, pretty good season. Uh, a couple of seasons as a, as a free agent, but Piaka Batuka, I don't even know if he's going to play in the queue. Yeah. And so essentially you're trading Noel Reinhardt and a pick. Is it a second? Fifth in 2026. Come on. You know, yeah. come on. That's, um, it's really hard not to look at trades and be like, why didn't we? <sighs> I mean, yeah. Um, no, not going to. But again, you, I, th- I think for fans, it's hard, tough to look at trades and go, "Well, we could have made that. We could have done that." We, I think we could have, but yeah. I think what uh, Moncton is a good thing going right now. Yes. And if you look at the past few 
champions in this league. It's the team that kind of kept their core together. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't go make any drastic moves uh, to essentially go all in. You kept your core together and you believed in your group, mm-hmm. right? And like you see all these, all the other, you know, the top five teams there, they all made moves to to get better. Well, here's Moncton who didn't do nothing mm-hmm. and they believe in your group. And so you're, you're not trying to rebuild a chemistry or, or anything like yeah. that. You know, you're, what you've got is what you've got. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I really think that's going to be, be a favorable thing to Moncton in, in the second half. And, uh, and when the playoffs roll around, it's because, uh, you know, there was last year, there was, there were moves that there were players, there were players brought in. Right. And not to say that it messed up the room, but they didn't necessarily have a great second half. Yeah, yeah, right? up and down second. Yeah, and yeah. makes me wonder if that was kind of in the back of back of the minds that uh, you know you don't want to mess with a good thing mm-hmm. um, if it's not broke. What is it? If it's if it ain't, it ain't broke, don't if, fix if it. If it ain't bro- broke, don't fix it. Right. It, yeah. Um. So it makes me wonder if all these teams that are making moves will it have a, a reverse effect on them come the playoffs? Yeah, because Moncton made four eight deals last year yeah and that's yeah. what i mean you know it's you Picks gotta going, wonder a couple were just pick pick trades yeah. but two players go out the no, four players go out two mm-hmm. players come in yeah doesn't seem like a lot but that does mess up a room yeah and, you, um, and that's that's it like you kind of um so i think that's kind of an advantage for moncton you yeah. know not uh, you're not messing up the room you've you, you know your group and uh you're happy with your group go out and win yeah. uh but really i think Bathurst and Gordy Dwyer, uh, in terms of the sellers, I mean, he's big winner, big winner. Yeah. Um, and just based on moves, I think Halifax, I think the moves that they made were plan B's. You know, I think they had, I think the first one was plan A to bring in Reynolds and say like, you know, you, if you move the, if you use the no trade clause and, you know, we're building, we got Dume, we're going to do this, mm-hmm. we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other trade was, once they found out about Dume, was plan B, I think. I think big time that was plan B. We <laughs> talked about Moncton, so I will say uh, they moved out Sydney Delorier for a fourth in 2024. Mm-hmm. And then the big one, they moved a second in 2024, a first in 2025, and a third in 2025 to Halifax for their first, second, and third in 2026. Mm-hmm. We'll get into what we think those will be in, in a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I, I think... Reynolds for Halifax was plan A. I think once they kind of found out about uh, Dume, that might have – Denis and, and Spraydar were kind of plan plan B. Mm-hmm. Is it, it – you know, I think it goes back to what – I think what we heard at at the final home game is that there was a Justin Robida yeah. rumor to Halifax. Oh, yeah, in, in terms of – Right? Yeah, yeah. So it makes me wonder if maybe he was plan A. And when it was when they found out that he couldn't, he wasn't coming back to juniors. Peter Reynolds was Plan B, and they didn't have the pieces to go get Jundrum. Yeah, and, or Savoie with all the conditions. And I think their their Saturday Plan A was uh, Rollins, yeah, from Hel- from Bathurst, and yeah. and maybe a a, a a Henneberry. You'd think maybe they're trying to get both guys. Yeah. 
right? But just well, in that case, Halifax would have had to pay four first round picks. And what was the guy with Marty that said they needed two forwards? That was uh, their Titter or whatever his name is. Um, Tipper LeBlanc. Tipper, yeah. yeah. He said they got to go out and get basically two, forwards, two, yeah. two top six forwards, and that's to, what they did. They that's that's what they did. It, it's yeah. it's I'm not I'm not denying that, yeah. but maybe it's the Wildcat fan in me. But I was honestly underwhelmed at what Halifax did. Well, and I don't think they had a lot to do with, right? Like I think a lot of people were well. If you move Larue at whenever they had the chance to move them and get some assets back for them, mm-hmm. maybe they're in a better condition to go get John Dron and Angus Booth and Savoy and, and whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think when you say plan A was maybe Robidaw, um, that makes that makes sense. I think one of the, the underrated teams in, in this, in, in terms of, of uh, being a quote-unquote buyer, is, is uh, Cape Breton. Mm-hmm. Um, every time we played Charlottetown, Lucas Romeo seemed to be a name that was coming up all the time. Um, every team needs a quarterback uh, on a power play. They went and got Sabolka, who is – I don't think he's missed a game in two or three years other than the World Juniors. I think I saw a tweet about that. Um, so you get a reliable guy that can play with Lavoie, that can run a power play. Um, they'll have some decisions to make because Braden Schmidt will be a 20 and Sabolka will be a 20 next year for him. So mm-hmm. um, he'll be taking up two roster spots just like Barbashev was for us this year. Well, so if I think but the way they, they've Sabolka got some played, but they've got to make some moves this year to yeah. try and make some noise in the playoffs. I think the way Sabolka played at the Royal Juniors gets him a pro contract in Czech Republic next year. Possibly, yeah. So that's, in that case, Cape Breton played, paid two seconds for essentially a rental. Yeah. You know, and it's, I, th- which goes back to speaking of a high market. Yeah. And it, it, so it, the move itself, if he's back next season, it's a, it's a great trade. Yeah. Um, but if he's only here for six, you know, five, six months, it's, it's, I don't, I don't like it's the move for Cape Breton, yeah. you know, and it's, I don't think Cape Breton's big moves were made at the draft. You know, they, mm-hmm. that's other thing. If, uh, if Cam McDonald would have been available at Christmas, well, he would have been another name that was traded. If yeah. Cole Burbridge, you know, was available, he would have been another name that yeah. was. You know, these these are the that kind of takes away the what it meant earlier when I said some of these big names were already traded. Yeah. Um, Noah Warren was traded. You know, it was there's there's moves that were already made that would have made it a more exciting trade period, but just the deals were already done and, um. Yeah. So Cape Breton, I think they kind of they brought in. Some good uh, Lucas Romeo's off to a really good start with them. Um, so Boko, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't know. They're they didn't o- they didn't overdo it. They're they not. They, they, they didn't. didn't go, no, no, no. They, they didn't, didn't go overdo for it. Four guys or five guys to try and win one round. Like I they think didn't do. It. They, they didn't made nice it. subtle moves. They went and got like they went and got people that their GM told you they were going to go get a yeah. top six forward. Lucas Romeo can be that. And they wanted a guy on the back end that could score and be a quarterback power play, and that's what Saboka is. And, you know, we would have loved to have a player like that here, but it wasn't going to, you know, didn't want to pay that price. And, you know, you you spoke to it a little bit earlier. I had said week after week after week, fans, do not get your hopes up for big game hunting. I didn't think we were going to make two deals, one player, one Draft pick, I said three. So if you took the under, congratulations, you won the fact that you took the under. Um, I, I do agree with you wholeheartedly. I think it is the fact that 
they made a few moves last year, and it was an up and down second half. And and look, this team's twenty two and eight. Mm. They are twenty one and zero when they lead after forty minutes. They are the number one power play in the league. Richie's built a team that is winning, mm-hmm. and their goal is to get to the third round. And you know, to do that, you have to win the division. And They've split it right now. They're two and two. They have a chance to have the division lead this weekend, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But as much as everybody wanted deals, I think you just you go with the guys that got you there. And I mm-hmm. think looking at the way that and the team didn't necessarily play bad, but you could tell Miles Mueller was missing from the club. You could tell Sump was missing from the club. Here's hoping he got his equipment back. Thanks, Air Canada. Um, I think that was. I think the best move was potentially the moves that Richie didn't make. And that was moving miles Mueller for a haul, given the prices, knowing what kind of glue room guy he is moving other players or bringing players in by maybe overpaying when you, you know, I'm sure it looked real good to have two first, two seconds and two thirds in 2026 that you could potentially go move mm-hmm. one of those or two of those for, for a player maybe this year to help you, but they're, they're in, they're not in the rental market. They're a young team that's playing right now at 24 and eight together. That's going to grow together next year. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I just don't, uh, I, I don't think Richie had a terrible trade period. I think he had exactly what he wanted to do. I think he had a plan him and um, Rick had a plan and, and they put it together. Yeah. It's hard to know that. I mean, it, it's the, the draft pick trade is some people will be annoyed with it because it's, pretty much allowing Halifax to get better, which they did. They yeah. used, you know, a pick of ours to get Peter Reynolds. Then they used a pick of ours, I think, in, to, in, in the Schwinning trade. Yeah. Sure. But that trade's not over. No. You know, and that's, no, no, no. there's, slap me across the face if I'm wrong, <laughs> but that trade's not over. No, no, <laughs> you know, no. It's, no, it's, um, uh, there's tune uh, into that episode if he is wrong. But there's uh, that'll be done at the draft. Yeah, there's, yeah. For a team um, that doesn't have a first round pick and is hosting the draft. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we have a trade to announce. I mean, we'll let, be... let's let's just say uh, the ironic thing yeah. of all of this, and I'm just gonna spitball something out here. Um, what number was Nathan Dubray? Six. Interesting. Go look a, at a roster with the number six there's a, there's on a, it. There's a player on Halifax that wears number six. Correct. That's interesting. Yep. I wonder if. No, there's no, no way. Well, that, why would you? Why would you quote unquote release a guy just for the hope that uh, there's a player on another team with that same number? That's right? like it just, that's. It doesn't that's make a lot of sense. That's so, interesting. Yeah, but um, I mean, um, hey, what do we know? You know, we're just a couple of guys. Yeah. We don't get paid to do this. No, uh, in fact, we pay to do this. But um, I guess who who was a name that didn't get moved that you were kind of shocked? Because for me, it's the guys from the Birds. Uh, Israel Mincicum and yeah. Samuel St. Hilaire. I think yeah. those are the two names that I was just like, oh, okay. Um, there was a goalie market. There was a 20-year-old market. Mm-hmm. I think... Out of the division, that's probably the two names that I were were a little bit shocked didn't get moved. Yeah, that's a surprise. And uh, Rollins and, and Bathurst, yeah. another one surprised me. 
um, and uh, even Josh Fleming in Bathurst. I thought uh, he would, there, him as a goalie would have been a, a solid backup for, for Halifax. Any any of them really? Yeah. It's and I, and I, but I think that the way Milner played for Halifax, I think they've got the confidence. They built a better team around him. He's not going to play a whole lot. They don't have a, a quote unquote tough schedule in the second half, so he might not play a whole lot. But yeah, I think um, there's an oh Michael Horth from Charlottetown. I mean, yeah, for, for a team uh, in Charlottetown, and you look at their Halton, picks. Halton was asking for three, five. They got in 2024. They got a. They don't have a first, a second, a fourth, a sixth. I mean, you, you got to kind of restock those cupboards, and, and maybe they will at the draft, but Michael Horth probably was a name that could have fetched some assets. One of your backup, uh, Bickle, could have mm-hmm. fetched some assets in the mm-hmm. backup goalie market, which I don't think there was much of a backup goalie market as we maybe thought there might be, but um, little a little surprise that Horth is still there. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, I know that uh, obviously our – or Eagles insider Andrew Barrington yeah. um, let me know that the Eagles uh, had an offer on him, but the Eagles had an offer on every player in the, the trade period, according to him. Well, I'd hope so. Uh, according to him, Monkton made an offer. Uh, I'm not sure to how he Horth. would know that for Horth. Yeah, not sure how he would know that. Hashtag um, insider. He is very much an insider. That Talon blog man has taken off. Yeah, uh, yeah Horth, uh, Mianskum, Rollins. St. Hilaire, uh, those are, I think, some of the obvious names that uh, that uh, should have got traded. And, I mean, a surprise trade for me. The pedal one was a bit of a, was a, bit of a surprise. Yeah. But considering the breakout season that Vince Ellie was having in St. John, I did not think uh, that, uh, that he'd be moved. You know, I think he's one of those guys that were he was actually contributing offensively for the Sea Dogs on a nightly basis, and uh, to see him go to uh, Schwinnigan was uh, yeah, that one that one caught me off guard for sure. I think uh, surprise wise, um, probably uh, where is it? The goalie swap, Schwinnigan mm. and uh, Schwinnigan, Mathis Fernandez and Remy De La Fontaine. Um, I I just thought Schwinnigan would. Keep him. He is. He would be one of the twenty olds next year. So I don't know what their situation is, but I thought that swap kind of caught me off guard. And um, it, it'll be an interesting second half. The top four teams they they moved um, to get better. Halifax was one of them, and Moncton on the outside didn't make any moves. But hey, they're twenty four and eight for a reason, um, yeah. and they're having a good season. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we talked about it in the 2019-2020 season. You know, how many moves is too many moves? And sometimes the best deals are the ones you don't make, and, yeah. and, and I think that could be, um, I think that could be what uh, what fuels Moncton in the playoffs. And to make it, uh, Richie Tebow, he mentioned he wanted to get older. Yes, yes, he did. Well, folks, going into the trade period, Moncton's average age was seventeen point eight eight years of age. Right. It is now. Seventeen point nine six. Nice. So, so they, he accomplished his goal. He is a man of his word. Yeah, he accomplished. He, did, he got older. He accomplished his goal. Absolutely. So, um, top prospects games rosters were announced uh, December nineteenth. Just as we got off the uh, off the air for our break, it is January twenty fourth. You might want to get tickets if you're thinking about going because it's almost a complete sellout. Um, shockingly, no Wildcat players were named. What? Well, we kind of thought Keegan Warren might get sneak in there, uh, but he did not. Um, Dan Lacroix, 
will coach Team Red. He will be joined by guest coach Gerard Gallant. And Team White will be coached by Jim Holton. Um, and he will have a guest coach, Mike Kelly. So look for this thing to be a Team Red lead. Team White will come back. They will go to overtime. They will go to a shootout. Because that's how Charlottetown and Moncton play. So if their coaches are coaching, that's how this thing is going. And we obviously don't know Team Red, Team White, who's playing for who. But you know who's going to be there to cover it? These guys. Uh, all right, let's get into the Weekly Rewind. Weekly Rewind. Oh, a bit of a longer episode, but that's what happens when you take two weeks off. Uh, Wildcats go into the past week, uh, past couple weeks, um, going 3-1-0-2 on uh, bringing the records 24-8-2-3, 51 points on the season. Good enough for third in the conference, second in the Maritime, which... Could be tied by the time we get to the weekend games. Let's go all the way back to uh, January, December 28th. The hell we are. (laughs) I don't even remember the game. We are not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Imagine we go game by game. Too much alcohol consumed (laughs) over the holidays to even remember an ounce of what those My favorite part was the time difference at like, I'm like doing the game day things. I'm like, why am I doing this at 11 o'clock? Oh, that's what I'm doing at 11 o'clock in the morning. It's Ooh. 2 o'clock in the afternoon in New Brunswick. Uh, yeah, we're not going game by game. It's five games in two weeks. Um, so looking back over the stretch, wasn't the greatest end of 2023. Hey, oh. they're undefeated this year. Um, they're 2-0. and um, You could tell, like I said, they missed Miles in the top six. Yep. Um, the power play keeps humming along, and basically they – Took advantage of a depleted Halifax team, which is exactly what they needed to do against a depleted Halifax team that was running, what, nine forwards? One of them was a converted defenseman for the yeah. night. Uh, eight defensemen and uh, backup goaltender in uh, in Milner. I think Furlong was the only one that played um, out of their world juniors, but that's what the team did exactly what they needed to do. Um, the first game against Bathurst, First game after the holidays. I'm throwing that one away. Mm-hmm. Um, St. John, they rebounded. Charlottetown is Charlottetown, and they're undefeated in 2024, oh. I think. So far, you're happy with that little stretch because they continued to stay within striking distance of Halifax by getting to mm-hmm. overtime, getting to shootouts, and mm-hmm. getting wins when they needed to. Yeah, I think the uh, those those after Christmas, those, those games between Christmas and, and New Year's, um, I think the trade period's always on the players' minds. Yeah. Um, and I think that was kind of the result of uh, of of you know the game against Bathurst was maybe too much turkey, you know, for all we know. And uh, but um, you know, there was there were some questionable efforts, um, especially during when the trade period was ongoing. And yeah, because they only made they made the one deal on the twenty second, and then they. So they hadn't really done anything up until that game. Yeah. So you're, you come out of the trade freeze and the players know when the trade freeze is. And mm-hmm. I mean, they made the one deal on the 29th, but yeah, yeah, definitely that first one back. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it's, it's, it's always in the back of their minds. And now that it's over, you can kind of focus on, on, on the task, uh, the task at hand. And I think you kind of picked up on that, that, okay. The players are, there's no more stress. There's no more, anxiety of a, of a trade period yeah. and it showed in you know against Halifax and against St. John and uh there's 
I mean, for me, it's it's still a matter of of having the foot on the gas as as soon as the puck's dropped. And I think before we recorded this, Adam, we went online and we looked at the last time the Wildcats scored a goal less than five minutes, you know, five minutes into the game. And mm-hmm. it was that game against Shakutami. Yeah. You know, there was one other game where it was 5-0-1. But, you know, if you want to include that, so be it. But, you know, in the first five minutes of a game, there was, you know, it was it was Shakutami. Uh, and I, you know, you, you, you want to be able to set the tone and, and, and get, the, and get going here early in the games. And it's, uh, that's really my only, my only concern right now is just the whole starts, starts thing. It's, it's still an issue. That was an excellent player interview, by the way. Yeah. Obviously you want to just keep going, get on top of them early yeah, and, yeah. and get things going. And you want to make sure everybody's contributing and, uh, all sure. lines are firing yeah. and, and, uh, and you know what, that's, that's what we did. You know, we didn't come out great in the first 20 and, uh, you know, we just kind of rebounded in the intermission and kind of kept going there. So had a good speech in yeah. the locker room and, <laughs> yeah. you know, co- coach threw a garbage can at the wall and, you know, kind of gave us that motivation <laughs> to come out the next 40 and, uh, really put it to him. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah. And I, and I want, you know, I wonder too, if, you know, after the new year, all the fans were, are we going to make this deal? Are we going to make this deal? Are we going to go with this player? Are we going to have this player? And maybe Richie sat the team down in the room and said, none of you are going anywhere. Yeah. We're not bringing anyone in. You, you got to this point, finish it, you know, and, and maybe that had a good week of practice knowing, you know, it just takes the pressure off. They're not going to move a 20 year old out for a 20 year old. They're not going to move young guys out for depth guys in the bottom six. Like mm-hmm. he just, maybe he sat him down and said, you're not going anywhere. No one's coming in. This is your group. Finish it. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that that sold out game on New Year's Eve. It it would have been nice to get to win an overtime just for the pop. Yeah. Um, you know, but um, how was had, that event, by the way? Pretty good. I yeah. think they did a the whole fireworks thing was was pretty good. Um, nice night for it. It was really nice night for it. Yeah, but I think it would have been nice to get the win, especially in overtime, just for the pop. Yeah. Um, it's it, the probably the roof would have blown off and it took a while. I mean, it was, I was like, they're, they're going to get shut out. Aren't they? <laughs> they're going to get shut out in front of a sold out crowd. And I'm like, okay. But then they got their couple of goals to tie it up. And you know, it sucks that Charlottetown tied it late. Uh, even Moncton had a power play in overtime and yeah, it was slap shots and wrist shots off the knee pads and the shin guards and this and that. They just, they couldn't get a quality shot on that. Um, whatever, you know, it's, um, but all, in all honesty, we got four games in hand against Halifax, you know, and <laughs> yeah, we don't know how I don't understand. We're going to use one of them up on Wednesday, but so one day, Wednesday is the, their first game in hand. Yeah. And that's our opportunity to, yep. to, to, to go into a tie. And I think we have more regulation wins. Do we not? I'm getting there. So it's, that's the tiebreaker. You know, we've... Yeah, we got 23. Halifax is 18. Yeah, so that's... This is... You've got to take advantage. This is the this is the moment where you got to take advantage of your games in hand. This is one of them. Saturday night, Halifax is playing. Sunday so afternoon, we're playing, we're playing them. Yeah. You and know, it won't be a depleted lineup. We're going to be catching Ramuski on a 3-3. Three and three. Um, we've, Are they really? Yeah, they're paying, cool. they're playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We got to take advantage. That's like this. These are games where you have to go in. You have to set the tone. You got to put your foot down on the gas. Get the get the wins that you need. Because uh, you know there was a couple time, a couple moments. You know 
that I was, I've already felt, oh crap, here we're going to have a second half collapse like last year and um, just, just get the, get the win Wednesday is, is what you need. Cause that's going to get you the division tie and, and for that matter, the tiebreaker. Yeah. That's you. We're getting our going to three and three. going to be tired. Uh, and you just gotta, cause Quebec's in town. I think Halifax, they're in Halifax on Saturday. That's probably going to be an easy win for the Mooseheads. You really got to take advantage of these, uh, Mooseheads in Halifax. No, Quebec's in Halifax oh, on Quebec, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So you're really going to take advantage of, come uh, on, Philly on. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So you really got to take advantage of in Bathurst on Wednesday. What are the odds we don't get to see that guy? <laughs> take advantage, yeah, take advantage of, of Vermouski playing a yeah. three and three. And, uh, you know, just that's that's all I got to say. Just Oh, and Vermouski's got St. John Charlottetown us. Yeah. So they got an even tougher. I thought maybe it might be Bathurst that they had. Yeah. I didn't know what the. Because sometimes teams play the Charlottetown and the Nova Scotia teams. And sometimes they play all three of us. And, um, yeah. So. Mm probably get quentin miller he'll probably play one of the yeah he'll play two. probably thursday and saturday yeah 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 but it, it, it doesn't matter who they play they have Just, to take advantage of a team yep. on a three and three and um you know hopefully with timbits weekend this weekend the building is is it actually is, yeah it's timbits weekend this weekend oh wow um you know hopefully the building is full again and mm-hmm. you know this look anyone listening this is the team that's going to hold the memorial cup instead of us yeah like Let's let's uh, let's take two let's let's take four points from them this season and continue to do it next year. But um, yeah, you have to get that game in Bathurst. And I, you know, they were undefeated, and yeah, that they lost six two, and it was the game after the the trip. But you still went into Bathurst and lost six to two. They ran your show. Yeah, it was six nothing, I think, mm-hmm. um, in that last one. So uh, you know, there's two two other key players are gone now. Yeah. You know, Higgins is gone. henneberry has gone. We're seven and two against this team in, well, ten and ten and three in the past two years against yeah. this team. And you know, one of the losses was the last time, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was the after trade period. So it is what it is. But Moncton's been able to to control um, a lot of this quote unquote series. So go get the two points now, yeah. um, and and be tied. And and Ramuski and Halifax, that's that's not going to be easy because then this this. January is a lighter schedule. Um, they don't have as much in this because of the top prospects game, but February is jam-packed with mm-hmm. Bacomo, Shakutami, Drummondville, Cape Breton, who got better. Um, two against Halifax, uh, Bacomo, and two against Charlottetown. Like, that's a tough February. So these are the kind of points you want to kind of catch up on. Um, and, you know, I had a tweet last night talking about the article about goaltender potentially playing too much. And... Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people thought that Warren would go against St. John. And, um, you know, it seems like every time we play a back-to-back or a three and four or whatever, it seems like it's St. John that's on the back end of that. And you don't want a goalie against that. You want him to play better teams. So I, I wouldn't totally be shocked if Warren plays against Bathurst to give, you know, Steinman the complete week off. Now, he hasn't played as much as the other top contenders. He's not number he's not in the top five in, in, uh, in minutes. So he, he is playing a stretch, but you have to find that time to let Warren play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen it where they've run that number one goalie. And I know you, I, I don't want him to run Steinman until they get a playoff spot and then just go, okay, Warren, you're going to play most of these games. Both goalies have the ability to steal and win games. 
with the team in front of them. And I think that needs to be a not a bone of contention, but that needs to be something in the room. They got eight games left in January. I don't see why Simon doesn't go five and Warren goes three. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think Warren does have to play against Bathurst, and that's uh, just to give Simon the break as those uh, Ramuski and Halifax games are going to be are going to be huge. Uh, but really, it, it's um, and like, if it's Diamond and Warren gets the three and three, yeah. right? Like I, I don't hate I, that either. I've said it before. You know, it's I've it's been a while since I've been this confident in mm-hmm. in you know the goalie yeah. the goalie That's tandem with Moncton, yeah. and it's uh, and I'm sticking to it. You know, there's. Uh, I, I have faith in Steinman and I have just as much faith in Keegan Warren going in there. So for me, it doesn't matter who's, who's in that. I think they've got a, a good chance at a uh, good chance at the win. Yeah, I do too. Go team. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they, they, they definitely do. And this is, this is the a stretch where you can get to Halifax and then as long as you're tied with them, then you can just match a win for win or mm-hmm. OT loss for OT loss or loss for loss. You can able to match them. If you're always consistently chasing them, then those nights where they play, you get a little bit farther. And then those games in hand become much more pressure packed mm-hmm. instead of, well, if we win this one, we're two points ahead of Halifax because we got a game in hand. So mm-hmm. use one of these to get to the tie and then go from, from there. Are you ready for everyone's favorite part of the show? Yes, of course I am. Perfect. Let's, uh, Let's go ahead and do that. Eric Murray, realtor, buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. I don't know if you saw his post, but uh, lately it's uh, buy a lot from him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's uh, got all these lots for sale. Yeah. Um, so st- stick tap. Uh, I'm going to try to get through this one. So uh, obviously last week we uh, lost a young member of the hockey community. And... Um, you know, it's uh, it's I'm just blown away at the uh, amount of people that that stepped up to uh, to help out. You know, there's um, this is a you know five year old kid who was probably looking forward to the Timbits weekend. You know, at the Avenir this weekend, and um, you know, it's uh, frig they had a GoFundMe that they were looking for ten grand, and last time I checked, they were close to seventy thousand dollars. And, uh, you know, there was, uh, Dwaran's, uh, sports shop in St. John that, uh, that were doing pucks with, uh, with Tate's name on it and his Jersey, uh, number six on it. And, you know, those sold out, uh, fairly quickly. And, you know, over the weekend there was 50, 50 draws at all the minor hockey league games in Moncton and St. John and Fredericton and all over the province. Um, so it's, uh, Honestly, it's more just the community stepping up in, in in the wake of of you know just uh, parents' worst nightmare. Really, it's and uh, it, it's for me it, it's close to home just because you know the Tate went to school at Avery School, mm-hmm. you know, and the older brother was um, I think a same age as Avery or or a year older, so it kind of hits close to home when you when you hear something like that and um i don't know if they'll do this uh but i'd like i know the wildcats 50 50 goes to the you know the players education fund mm-hmm. i wouldn't mind if they uh 
maybe took this weekend's games and uh, made it towards the, the uh, gave the donations to the Hughes family. So, um, yeah, um, just the community stepping up and, and helping out the, you know, Talia and, and Craig uh, during this time is um, pretty heartwarming. And, uh, yeah, I want to get this done as soon as I can because <laughs> I'm uh, not doing very well. You can kind of hear it in my voice. And, um, no, just honestly, the, the community stepping up. Uh, I think um, is worthy of the of of the stick tap of the week. The stick tap of the week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at five zero six eight six three eight eight zero two. I didn't know you were going to go so heavy. So yeah, like, sorry, man. I you, I, I kind of knew you were good. I got an honorary stick tap. It goes to you, yeah, for giving Layla and I the Air Canada <laughs> passes at the airport. Um, yeah, I'm gonna bring some levity to that. Um, I wish I would have texted you about a half hour before we got dinner on ourselves um, and had to pay for it because obviously in those lounges you don't have to pay for it. So yeah. my honor stick tab goes to you for um, stepping up with uh, <laughs> with the. Uh, with the passes, so yeah, I didn't know you were going there. Yeah, sorry, man. No, it's all good. I should have I mean, asked you before. You probably thought I was doing Burger Fest. I did, but uh, <laughs> you know, I was, so I was like, um, oh, he's going to do Burger Fest. I'm going to do the honors tick tap. We're going to have a laugh. And ninety percent of the time, I before we hit this hit the record button, I go, "You got your stick tap? Yep." And then you kind of tell me what it is. Sometimes this time I did not go. You got your stick tap because. It's Burger Fest week. So. Yeah, no, I. Uh, but you definitely get the honorable stick tap for allowing me to sit comfortably for yeah. seven hours in the Toronto airport. No, I was, uh, I was going to use the passes, but um, I never got the chance yeah. um, to use them. So, because I, well, a, I think I, I think I think I, I think we thought our flight was at nine p.m. Was it? No, it was. I forget what happened, but we ended up leaving a lot later than that I thought we would. Right. Which we got to the airport and we literally had a chance to sit down for a half an hour and then had to go to the gate. So yeah. we didn't have the chance to use the passes. And I just thought, well, you know what? I never used them. Maybe I'll really use them. Yeah. I didn't know how they worked, so I'm glad they worked. Yeah, they did. Fun fact in the uh, Montreal airport for the four hours, we went to the Air Canada because she's got the Avion credit card, mm -hmm. not the Avion, the whatever the Air Canada one is. We got all the way up there, scanned our boarding pass. Oh, can I see the credit card that you have? <laughs> Looks at it. She's like, yeah, it's this one. Looks at it. Oh, sorry. No. For those on YouTube, you'll understand this. Pulls out a pack. You need this one. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> it's just like a different TD or Air Canada type credit card or whatever. But I'm like, really, bro? Like, you had to go through seven of the credit cards to get to the one that just slightly didn't look yeah. like, and I'm not paying to go into the lounge. So, um, so yeah, I'm you know, thinking you were going Burger Fest. I'm still going to give you the honorable no, because it was awesome. So, I appreciate uh, that. I, I, no, I, it's, um, I, honestly, it was a pivot that uh, I, I, that had to, I had to say it. I, yeah. had, I had to get something out there. And, yes. Um, no, in all, in all honesty, I, I really hope that there's at least – Something. Something. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be both games yeah. where the 50-50 profits go to the family, but... 
it's the Timbit weekend. Timbit's weekend. Yeah. It's it's going to be a full billing. Yeah. The, 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 just one game. One game will be fine. But if it's if it can do both, yeah. that's that's even better. Yeah. It. Uh, you don't always have the best. Uh, can't always do right, but you can at least one time. And doing a 50-50 one time yeah. to a family will go a long way to this fan base mm-hmm. um, for you. So let's get to the Wildcast Wildcat of the week. Presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa right now. Uh, till January 18th, they've got the flash sale with Micah uh, or Mika. Micah or Mika, I can't tell by the the uh, logo there. Uh, book a Shellac pedicure and get a Shellac manicure for only $10. Excludes nail art as well. They've got the uh, loyalty card, book nine services, and get one free call. Take advantage of a call, 506-830-1224. Or book with them in person at 1224 Mountain Road. Ah, man, I... I kind of want to go with the guy that made it on the team of the week, but I'm going to pivot and I'm going to go with the, uh, the guy who was missing one of his brothers, one of the guys he loves. Uh, he missed miles Mueller for a couple weeks mm. and, uh, and it very much showed, uh, Vincent Collard, um, had three goals and one assist in the two games this past weekend, uh, bringing his season total to 21. Um, we were told he was going to score 30 goals this year and, we both kind of weren't sure, and um, yeah. So, your Wildcast Wildcat of the week is number fifteen, Vincent Collard, uh, three goals. Cousin one. Vinny, cousin Vinny, um, as he got his his buddy back. Guys, he loves, he loves him, he loves him. Lounsbury, Mueller, they had one practice. They love each other. Um, they had a, they had a fantastic week getting uh, getting back to it. So don't forget, like we said. It is Timbits weekend this weekend at the Avenir Center, so if you want to get the tickets, uh, get them now as well as it needs today. Um, if you go there till February 1st, the team is not paying me to say this, um, you can vote for your favorite local sports team. Um, and the team who receives the most votes will attend a Moncton Wildcats game with their teammates, coaches, and families. To vote, please go to Moncton or to Needs Convenience or Moncton Wildcats on Facebook or Needs.ca, and uh, you can vote. They're not paying me to say that, but I just noticed it on my way home, and I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. Um, Burger Fest. Yes. We buried the lead on the whole show. Um, your thoughts? You excited? You ready? Yeah, there's a... Did so start, much for... Is it already started? Uh, I can't remember. Anyways. Um, yeah, there's a few that are that are looking good. Um, I think there's um, the one at the uh, the local... Much uh, obviously that's a ghost kitchen one, but even that yeah. sounds good. The um, I'll have to look over the list. Some of them don't look appetizing. January twelfth to to eighteenth, so twenty. Okay, this yeah. Friday. So this Friday, um, will be. So uh, we'll have a couple of reviews on next week's show. We will for sure. Yeah, yeah there will yeah. be some. Reviews. That'll be your stick tap next week yeah. for show. I'll be. Uh, you know the the workouts will have to be. Uh, <laughs> pretty much belly focused yeah um so no there's uh yeah we'll definitely have some some reviews for uh for next week yeah and for a guy who eats like a nine-year-old and uh only likes cheese on his burgers it's gonna be tough to navigate (laughs) these burgers with weird things on them but um yeah that's it for jeremy i'm adam see you guys next week Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.